you're not you're not out yet. You 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 can see the um, light from outside up up ahead of you. Let me just get some uh, sounds. You can hear the sounds of the forest getting closer as you um, uh, sort of venture further towards that light. Um, the other thing that you're noticing, let me just turn that down. That was very loud. Um, you're noticing that there's, uh, I'll say all of you are noticing this, that there's this warm, um, comforting feeling kind of washing over you. It's just vaguely there, but it, it seems to be emanating from outside of that cave. It's guiding you now. It feels like it's guiding you towards... It feels like it's guiding you towards the um, the exit of this cave now. Like a warm feeling. It's just... It feels almost like a, like a, a gentle embrace, and you're not sure whether or not it's just some of that natural light coming in after you've you know, been under the um, underground for just that little venture... Uh, if it's just the warmth hitting you, but you're just feeling this this comforting, this warmth around you as as you uh, edge your way through the the last of that cave. <laughs> not not that kind of edge. Um, uh, Lovejoy, you're at the sort of the front, um, and you you notice Biko is quite up close behind you, and um, you heard some crashing of rocks again and you turn around and you can see just a wave with a little bit of the light that's passing you you can see Gildan has has made it in his, and is um, making his way through that little gap behind you oh. that's right that's what happened at the very end like we call back to Gildan about how I was seconds away from going back to get you and all that kind of stuff that's right yeah yeah oh um so when I when I look at, ahead of me can I see how much light can I see? Like, is it apparent to me that there is an exit here? Yeah. So at the moment, it looks like it, uh, it's probably another forty feet of cavern that's that's making its way slowly upwards as well. But you can see uh, what is clearly light uh, from outside coming down f- from that entrance. And how tight is the um, can, the uh, tube? What, do, <laughs> what would you call it? A, a fissure? Uh, yeah. The yeah the fissure that you're in is, is it uh, the it looks like the exit is about the same uh, width as the sort of tightness that you're currently making your way through. You could imagine you're sort of picturing right. now um, being on the other side of it and understanding how something like this could easily be missed because it would be so sort of small and and hidden. Right. Oh, lads. Keep going right up ahead. Oh, I can see the exit. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones, and I can feel the warmth of it. Oh, it's lovely. It is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get a bit closer. I'm just going to like try and squeeze my way forward. It's, oh, I can feel it too. Oh, it's a warm, lovely warm embrace. Oh, it's like a, oh. it's like a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, oh, guys. It seems like a. Mm. We could we could just stay here. What do you guys think? Just right here, edging on oh, this. That's a idea, Biko. Yeah, come on, let's keep going. What, oh, what are you talking uh, about, son? Have you been into your mushrooms again? Well, yeah. Uh, oh, Lovejoy, here's, here's your pouch, mate. I, I found it in the thing. You dropped it by the guy. There's that pouch you had with the old... Oh, little, my... Brilliant. The Absolutely brilliant, that is. Oh, thank you very much. That is... That's, oh, that's brilliant, that is. Gildan, you're, you're welcome to oh, hold thank on you. to 15% of your lot. That you got oh, there, and I'll take I'll take the uh, the remainder. 
the church much appreciates this. And I'm just going to pull out my alms box, alms box, and uh, uh, hold it out. And I think place. you got the wrong end of the stick, son. And I'm trying to, yeah, you know, I'm army crawling my way up the whole farm while I'm having this conversation. Like, <laughs> I, I think you got the wrong end of the stick, me old mate. I said you're welcome to hang on to fifteen percent of what you what you've got there. I can see you've got a, quite a load. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, let's talk about this. Get it out of here. It has been a while, so um, yeah. It's it's only it's only a few minutes before you make your way out, and you're you're basically what you're seeing now that you're outside of that um, tight space um, is that. From this side, now looking back at it, it's almost completely hidden by overgrowth, like um, that you'd have to be really be looking for this specific entrance if you were to sort of venture in this way. Um, mm. And behind you now, you're back in that forest that you felt completely and utterly lost in before. It's still a beautiful sunny day with what light is coming down from the canopy above you. There's still plenty of uh, birds and insects uh, from all around and making noise, but you're reminded instantly that you have no idea at all where you are, where the previous entrance was to this cave, um, and yeah, it's it's starting to sort of settle back in just how lost you were before and how lost you are again now. Right, this hasn't been a euphoric moment. I thought it might be, if I'm honest. Mm. I think we pretty much nearly died in there, guys. Um, I'm pretty sore. How about you? Who needs who needs a rub on their little shoulder bits? <laughs> ah, Gildan. I wouldn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you get, give Eco's us a gonna performance that. Yeah. Role. Thank you. Yeah. Every every <laughs> every rub is a performance roll. Oof. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I clicked it twice for some reason. Uh, Net three. <laughs> net three. Plus, I think that's how they plus zero. I think that's how they put it. A net three. Uh, um, yeah. To be a spinal injuries. I think. <laughs> I think Vigo, you're like pushing down into all of the bits that have been like uh, that. Gildan got hit by those rocks earlier. Uh, um, each yeah. of them just like it might sting a bit, Gildan, but um, it'll feel way better afterwards. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Very kind. Oh, and Lovejoy. No. Um, <laughs> But you don't want to miss out on this. Biko's going to cautiously walk towards Lovejoy. Biko, honestly, save your your strength, I think. I I, I I feel bad taking it off you, to be honest. Gildan licks his thumb, some saliva, and tries to rub off the blood off of Lovejoy's (laughs) temple. Look, you got some, a lot of blood. (laughs) Got to clean that that up. That's me old mum. Okay, that's... That's fine. Thank you. Yeah. I'll, I'll make you a mud paste. Right. Just, right. just one second. No, I, I don't need any kind of poultice or anything like that. It's just a small abrasion. Gildan, I must thank you, my mate, for saving me back there. I felt I felt the light come over me. I did. Don't you mention it. Just, yeah, just um, next time payday comes around, just remember P-Law and uh, everything you can do for you needs your money. Uh <laughs> You are, I think I should make it a wee donation right now. So mm-hmm. and he fishes in his pouch and he kind of feels around for the smallest denomination he can. And okay. he pulls out one copper and he goes, that is for the church, my friend, for the church. 
it will not be forgotten. I just put that in my arms box. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> With all that gold, gold pieces. Well, put one copper on top. Notice anything different, guys? Huh? Mm. And uh, I hold out my. I'm just covered in uh, gold, basically. <laughs> gold locket, uh, embroidered silk handkerchief sticking out the top here. Small gold Ooh, bracelet give on. That, give us a look at that locket. I reckon I could appraise that for you. I would be my guest. Ooh. Were you in the same time as us? Worth it? Well, I just had like death and like monsters. Like your tongue looks way better. I was, yeah. There's a whole bunch of gold in there. Look at this. Um, mm. Yeah, there's the, there's the gold locket. Love joy of you. So with the, you, yeah. with, how do you want to work on the appraising on this one, uh, Lovejoy? Do you want to give like a like an estimate to what you think it could be worth? And then we do a roll to see if it is actually worth that. Does that sound like an interesting way to do it? So at the moment, I have a sort of set idea how much each of those things cost. But maybe your appraising sees something I didn't see. Well, how about, how about I roll an investigation roll to tell me how good my inspection of the locker is? And then I'll have, and then I'll have a crack at the appraisal, and I okay. guess that could be like, well, your investigation role was quite high, so whatever you appraise it is quite accurate or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. You just be like, oh, you're getting that twenty. It's a thousand. It's four thousand GP. It- <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Eleven plus four, so fifteen total. So that's, um, you know, it's pretty decent. Yeah, what, I, I guess what I'll say is you, uh, I think the best way to do this without it sort of being too, too uh, something you can take advantage of is that I think you see it for what it is worth uh, with a roll of 15. Um, uh, you don't think it's probably worth much more than 25 GP. You, you keep that in your own mind. Like you think of what, that's how much you think a lot of people might pay for it. But you know it's mm-hmm. real worth, and that can and you can decide what you think that is. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, it's um, it's not a rare item. I'll tell you that. It looks like it's from uh, it's from not too long ago. Actually, it was probably made by one of the middling kind of smiths of of this time. I'd say if you were looking to get this insured, you'd be looking at insuring it for somewhere in the region of three gold pieces. Wow, that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, two really. Actually, a lot, two? actually, a lot of these have come on the market lately, oh. and um, there's been yeah, there's a lot of them get snapped up. They're really not going for as much as they used to. So, you know, if you want, I could. I've got a mate of mine back uh, back home. I can uh, hold on to it for you whenever we look I'd at it. Never sell it. I never sell it. I know you'd never. Sell, I know you'd never sell it just for insurance purposes, of course. But what about this yeah. uh, painting on the inside? Yeah, no, I did look at that. Absolutely, I did. Yeah. Um, that is that? appears to be, I think that's just a, a, a scrawling, really. That's just a, a doodle that's not of any real worth or, or, it, or significance, oh, really. Yeah, it just fell in shame, there. It? No, no, I think someone, probably the original's probably long gone. It looks like a, a, a third-rate restoration to me. Magazine clipping or something. I, yeah, I, if I knew what a magazine was, I'd probably get right, go along with that. But yeah, cool. Well, you know what? I, I think this is like a sign for Pilor. So he wants me to turn this into more money, I think. Mm. Well, so, I, can, I can take it to market for you if you want. Next time we get somewhere, I'll probably have a wee bit of a setup going. I'll bet you for it. So, sorry, you'll beat me. I'll bet you. No, I'll, I don't, no, I don't want to no, trouble bet you. Bet, bet a gamble. You'll bet me. Yeah, right, okay. I'll bet you this for you know you you just give me three GP gold pieces and if I lose you can have this 
if you lose, I'll tell you what, this sounds you give me three GP. How about, how, about I, how about I just give you three gold pieces now for, for the locket? No, I want to double my money. I can't really go any higher than three, mate. Honestly, I'll be, there's, there's got to be something left on it for me. Yeah, I'll bet you three GP. How about that? What's the bit though? I don't understand what I feel like. This well, is okay. well, well, dice. well, Lovejoy and Gildan are kind of like bickering over this um, <laughs> little uh, thing with the portrait in it. Bigo, can I get an investigation? I don't know. Like, give, give me a perception roll. Certainly. You've kind of been um, focusing on that 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 subtle warmth, that uh, mm. that sort of comforting feeling that you've all felt as you have made your way out of the cave. Um, and you're spending a little bit of time now just, like, closing your eyes and trying to understand it a bit more. Um, and now that you've stopped and you're trying to tune out the other two, of course, of course you got kicked out of the merchant group with this kind of stuff going on. <laughs> but anyway, you're focusing, and it almost feels directional. It, this, this, this warmth, this comforting feeling... It seems to be coming from a very specific direction. It's very subtle. Um, but over to your left, you kind of hone in on it. And over to your left, in between two of these trees, going up the slow, gradual sort of rise, you're feeling this this comfort, this this warm, comforting feeling. Nice. Uh, Biko rolled a 7 plus 3 for a total of 10. Uh, and Biko's thinking with his injuries he, he suffered in the cave that some of his circulation is just working better when he's orientating in a certain way. And because like, oh, guys, uh, with the thing, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. How about we go this way? Because I feel better this way. We can talk and walk with the with the Okay. Yes. Well, yeah. One way, one way is as good as another at this point, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't want to go back the way we came. There's, as soon as you start all heading off in that direction, um, there's that sense, that comforting feeling is almost uh, – not replaced, but is mixed with the sense of relief and reassurance. There's something about about this direction that is that's helping you feel that Biko's right. There's something about this direction. You don't know why specifically. Maybe this is just as a group you've figured out your bearings and you know the way you need to be going. Um, but something is definitely now guiding you, comforting you, and it's in that in that direction as the conversation and appraisal about bets continues. Um, what I will say is maybe after about uh, 10 or 15 minutes of just moving in that direction and that feeling just building, that building around you, there is a rustling of um, leaves uh, nearby, just under the undergrowth, just off to your right, just a bit of a rustling. What was that? Um, is that one you, of those rocks? Can, yeah. Can you give me all a... Uh, yeah. An investigation roll, please. Everyone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, if, if you think you would investigate, give us a roll. As soon as Gildan said rocks, Biko's pretty triggered, so he <laughs> uses his investigation. Yeah, I think that is definitely the first thing that comes to mind when you hear that noise is the sort of the cheeky little rocks that was pelting against cheeky you. Cheeky little guys. And trying to steal your pouch, you know, like trying to... Cheeky little fuckers Take trying to crack in our heads in. <laughs> Rob us so cheeky. Mm. Cheeky freak of the week. <laughs> cheeky freak of the week. Um, I... Captain Cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I just had a little roll there. Um, 
Biko and Lovejoy, you both instantly, you hear that noise and you instantly look down in the direction that it's coming from. Um, and you reveal just these small little unknown tracks, uh, real, really small, um, on the dirt. You pull up some of the leaves and some of the undergrowth. You see these little tracks that are just lead off around behind a, a tree that's maybe 10 foot away. And they don't look like any sort of tracks that you've seen before. Love well, do you want to appraise these little like? foot holes? Like, what do you <laughs> think, man? Do you say, what do the tracks look like? They almost look like little Vs, just little Vs on the ground. Similar to Ooh. maybe like a bird print, but not any bird that you are aware of. And much smaller. They're very small. And he looks like some sort of tiny little bird colony or something. Maybe the, the birds have all gone beyond that tree, haven't they? <laughs> Lunch, anyone? Right? Was that sorry? I don't, I don't want to eat like, birds. Huh. Lunch, anyone? Did you say? Yeah, yeah like go well with a <laughs> with a bit of food. Yeah. Oh, you do. You do want to eat the birds? We could well, catch one and cook it. And eat it. You're okay. a man of nature, Biko. Do you have you ever seen a little print like that before? It's far too small for anything I'd be aware of. Actually, yeah. No. Give, give me a. Uh, what role mm. can we have on that one? Actually, give us nature. A nature roll. Bird roll. Bird roll. Roll for bird. It could just be. They could be big birds with really small feet. No, nah, big bird's right. massive. He's yellow. You can see him a while away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Vico oh, is like. Whoa! He has a flashback of when he that one time when he was deep in the forest looking for the mushroom and stuff happened. But then there was a little footprint that may or may not be relevant because he rolled a nat twenty. Okay, so zero. with a nat twenty, uh, first of all, you've Biko has never seen. Um, anything like he's seen a lot of footprints out in, in the sort of undergrowth from all of his um, foraging for mushrooms right and it looks it's really weird he feels like while it doesn't remind him of any animal he knows of it does remind him of this there's, there's like a specific mushroom that grows these little um, appendages uh, that are purely cosmetic um, but the it would look like someone had broken off one of those little appendages and made a whole bunch of little tracks on the ground with it so it's it's really weird. It doesn't remind him of any like animal he knows, but it's making him think of mushrooms. Gotcha, guys. Guys, would it would it surprise you if these little tracks made me think of you know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. What? What? Um, well, mushrooms. But um, if, oh, I don't think oh, this oh, is a again. I don't think it's a bird. I think someone's playing with us, like Gildan, right? Right. With a little, you, you think a mushroom has made these? Yeah. Well, fuck. Mushrooms don't have feet. That's silly. But you could get a mushroom, chop it up, make it look like a little foot, put it on your feet. You could. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> it's true. You sold me. Okay. Yeah. Someone's someone's messing with us. They've gotten a mushroom. They've made a little thing, little V shape out of it, and they've yeah. made little V prints. That, that okay. convoy is going to be around here, just messing with us that, again. That makes sense. I, I think it might be. I think they've done they've done you dirty. They've used your mushrooms against you, and now they're trying to lead you to certain death beyond that tree. Mm. It wouldn't be the first time they drugged us, right? So, mushrooms. Yeah, oh, a rock at the tree. It's the people that have left us behind. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've made tiny V's. Mm. Maybe go behind the tree. Okay. Well, I want to. I actually wanted to confront these people. I'm going to go around the tree, and I'm just going to be quite annoyed 
that they have gone to all this trouble to are make these little tiny tracks, and I'm just going to go around anything? and confront them. Are you saying anything as you stomp towards that yes, tree? I'm, I'm going to be like, look, I, I think it was really rude to leave us behind uh, back there and to drug us. And I don't think it was fear. Your your mid sentence as you make your way around that tree and there's no one around, um, but in a little clearing just past that tree is a, a sort of a seven small mushrooms in a, in a ring. Just a, each mushroom may be no taller than three, two to three inches tall. Little mushrooms. Just little mushrooms in one of those little. Are they called fairy rings where there's like mushrooms grow in a yeah. circle? Yeah. Okay. Just well, I think it's just you've gone too far this time, guys. Come out. Uh, there's there's no response. Just All the right. just the birds and insects around you uh, return your call. Well, Biko, you got to like this. Look at this. Oh, Biko, scuttle over, and he sees the mushrooms. You know, <laughs> golden. You see? <laughs> Thanks, man. And he's gonna whip out his mushroom filleting knife. Well. Uh, <laughs> well okay. <laughs> okay. And he's gonna start to get to work on his mushroom filleting skills. And just like cut off like tiny little fillets can off you, each mushroom. Before before you uh, cut any of them up, can you just give me a dex roll for like just reaching out to grab one of these mushrooms? Certainly. You're going to get filleted. Yeah. These mushrooms. <laughs> uh, Beaker rolls a twelve plus four. Okay, great. Yeah, you you go to reach out, and just before you get to it, it like grows these tiny little like parts of its uh, body separate out to little legs and go to scamper off as you just reach your hand around it. The other six mushrooms all hop up and just dart off into different uh, parts of the undergrowth. Uh, are you, other people are welcome to try and grab one or attack one as they go to run off. But Biko, you do have one squirming and writhing in your hand. Biko's going to hold Shit, guys, guys, shit, <laughs> Do they normally do that, Biko? Biko's going to see if it looks nefarious or evil or friendly. It it looks like a a mushroom that now has legs and is alive and it's squirming. It's not making any sounds. It is just squirming to try and and pop out of the top of your hand. Right. Uh, Biko's just going to keep squaring it. What is up with everything growing arms and legs around here? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take out my scimitar and just, I'm going to be on guard now for um, mushrooms. I'm on guard for mushrooms. As soon as Lundra brings out a scimitar, um, Biko's just going to throw it at the ground. <laughs> okay, okay, that thing just slams down into the ground. Um, and for just a moment, uh, you see just a, a drop of this blue fluid sort of seep out of where it hit the ground and instantly mm. just evaporate into the air. Um, and now the mushroom is just not moving. There's no motion to it anymore. Its little limbs limp at its side. Oh. Um, and all of the other... No one likes a limp mushroom. <laughs> and all of the, all of the other uh, mushrooms Bench. that were there, the other six, they, they seem to have just gone. They've all, they all just scarp it off into different directions. Biko, you've, you've murdered it. Guys, I've never seen a mushroom like that. Shit! And he's gonna gently Did you pick see? it up like a baby. Oh, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna poke it with a stick. Uh, it just uh, it responds like a mushroom. It's that same sort of spongy oh. material. Um, 
his little legs uh, limply hanging over the edge of Biko's uh, hand now. Sad. Oh, guys. Do oh, I did you to see that? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, no, but did you notice that little blue, yeah. that blue eminence from it? Just like in a cave, something is going on around here. There's some sort of magic in here, yeah. isn't it? Mm. What do you guys think? I'm not much of a magica guy. Is it? A, is this? Is this like poison or something? Should we? Uh, it? Maybe it's a ghost. Yeah, I think you should give it a lick. Yeah, a lick. yeah, that's wise. Heard that yeah. one before. Well, it's going to tactfully look it. Okay. Um, before I think before you do, give me an investigation. Uh, give me another nature roll. This is going to see if you recognize what kind of mushroom it is. Huh. Okay. Biko rolls at net 19. Of course Biko knows what uh, this mushroom is. It, it, it's weird. You've never seen them sprout legs or limbs before, um, but you know of it as a... Um, Celeritis maximus. It's a specific kind of mushroom that is usually found underground. Um, so it's quite weird to see it up here. But it's also weird to see it in a group with limbs. Um, and you could... Uh, it's, it often avoids light and often grows in very, very dark conditions with just the small cap of the mushroom like, um, peeking out of the ground or leaf cover. Uh, the cap is small, it's light green and a little sticky and the stem is long. Um, and these are known for the stems to travel quite long underground, like for feet. Yeah. Um, and this obviously is only three inches at its height. Um, you know that it can be harvested uh, and brewed into a strong tea um, that can give someone a little bit of extra speed for, for you know, a dozen minutes or so, up to a dozen minutes, depending on, on the tea. You skipped over a little bit there. That they it says they do one d four necrotic damage on skin contact. I don't um, know. If, um, that, that's is, that, is the tongue a skin. <laughs> that's that. It's because I haven't read it. It's not. It's not part of it. I'm just reading the part. <laughs> okay. that, uh, I don't, I don't. I'll hide those rolls from now on, so I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Guys, it's the Cytheritis mushroom to the max. <laughs> These guys. Um, don't know what the legs are. I, I'm tempted to just lop them Give off. Give them a touch. But, um, yeah, I'll, it'll touch come them handy. with your skin. Um, and Biko's going to fold it into one of his mini pocket layers of his leather armor. Okay. okay. Wow. Um, by, by this time, the, the sun is starting to sort of lower a little bit on, on the, behind the tree canopy, right? You guys have been traveling in this direction for a wee while now, as well as the waking late thanks to being drugged and um, you're not sure how much further you need to go in this direction to get to whatever it is that is calling you in this direction um, but you continue on uh, as the as the sun starts to set um, did you guys want to uh, or did you guys need to do a longer so do you just want to continue down this uh, in this direction as, as long as you might need to mm. are there any signs up ahead like in the distance like smokestacks no no there's um the only thing that's that's interesting is it feels like you've been traveling uphill this entire time just this slight <clears throat> just a slight rise uh, but you've been traveling for, for about out. an hour there's and no a half i'd be walking uphill I just wouldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for if it wasn't for that comforting reassuring feel maybe maybe lovejoy would be heading in a different direction guys should we take a breather or should we just up there. 
What do you reckon? I, well, I feel pretty good. I feel yeah. relieved. It's, it's crack on, maybe. I, I think we we probably want to find a clearing or some water or something by by nightfall. Um, if you don't have any potions or any mushrooms that might aid us and sort of stamina or strength for you, Biko. I know I don't like to talk about your mushrooms as often as I should, but... Mm. Mm. I really appreciate the question, Lovejoy, and Biko's going to sort of ruffle his cloak a little bit, just see what falls out. There's no sort of organisation to it at all, and some chunks of mushroom land in his hand. <laughs> Not that one. Uh, and he's just going right. to through his inventory, and he's going to find... Uh, he's got rations in his inventory. Uh, is the GM happy that there's some very benign, common sort of mushroom yeah, you guys? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Cheese and bacon flavour. Yeah, yeah. Ration <laughs> mushrooms. Uh, Lovejoy, Gildan, do you guys want a little uh, mushroomy guy? Uh, I call these guys funsies. They're just, they're just pretty good, you know? Right. You know, ordinarily I'd find it insufferable, but this nice warm feeling I've got, it makes me think, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely have a wee sn- snack on that. Because it's going to hand you. it all out to the guys. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. You can roll off. Look them. doesn't matter. They're just for fun. Hmm. <laughs> I, feel, I feel funner already. <laughs> you look funner. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Gildan. Reminds me of that um, decision Beaker made to walk in this direction. Like, it's going to work out, guys. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. Onwards. All right, guys, you carry, you carry on for um, another hour before you see the tree line in front of you start to thin out. Uh, and it looks like you're about to reach the crest of some sort of uh, the, the, the top of this upwards climb that you've been taking. Um, it's only been gradual, but after uh, almost two hours of this uphill walk, it's, you're starting to feel it uh, in, in the old thighs. Um, as you near the top of that small crest that you've been moving towards, you see the ground uh, beneath disappear in this lazy downward slope uh, down into this valley. And a few miles from that crest, uh, you can see a small village nestled uh, in what seems to be a, a shallow uh, but lush crater. Uh, there doesn't seem to be too many houses, and there may be only a couple of dozen homes that you can see. Um, and from this distance, it looks like there may not be all that too many people living in this rather hidden um, village. But what you can see is that its very centre um, is, a, is a larger building than the rest, and it's sur- completely surrounded by lush trees. Um, and it's, So that's what you're seeing looking down into this. Civilization. We're saved. Amazing. Oh, that is a sight for sore eyes, that is. Nice work, guys. Nice, nice. Let's just throw something. Biko, well done, old son. You told us go this way. We've gone this way. And look what we found. And there's something so, so comforting about this village. The relief of um, finding something, obviously, uh, after travelling completely lost for hours now. Um, but there's just that, that absolute comfort and this reassurance that you're not alone now. That really sort of lands inside the hearts of you it's it i'll let you guys decide how that might affect you you don't have to share it but it's something that it that really really means something to your characters um and as you start to approach the village you can see uh just a uh, a guy waving out he seems to be incredibly excited as he see, he spots you up on the sort of the edge of the um uh, the valley 
and he's waving it and just starts. He's you can he's clearly like calling out, or so, you can see that there's he's gesticulating to some people, and people are coming out of their homes, and they're all waving excitedly up at you as well. And he just starts just running uh, towards you all, uh, and with the idea of hopefully meeting you um, before you can get to the village. Oh, look at that! It's waving at us. Oh, guys, what, what a welcome. What a welcome party this is. Lovejoy's going to start waving back. Um, I'm waving. Biko, Biko's going to sprint down there. <laughs> yeah, okay, Biko. Yes. Biko, you sprint down and you meet this guy. And he's... he's. Um, it's, I'm just going to bring up some details of uh, our guy here. Uh, he is a youngish-looking guy. Maybe... Um, probably not even hitting 20 years old yet. He's a pretty young guy. Um, he's, he's quite thin. He's got like dark curly hair and he's wearing this big floppy hat and he's just got this beaming smile as he, as he meets you. And he matches your excitement as he sort of comes down and just gives, like, he's like gesticulating as if to give you like a hug. He's just so excited. Uh, is Biko sort of throwing his arms out as well? Biko's so down for a run-up hug. <laughs> <laughs> flap his arms and be like and he just he just wraps his arms around you and gives you this major massive squeeze um, and he's just so so excited to see you um, let's see if we can get into position oh, 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 oh I haven't seen someone around these parts in so long and look at you look at that big beard of yours as well oh Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I'm Todd, T-O-D, Todd. It's not nice to make your, your acquaintance. And I called Pico, yeah, we're in the forest and you came out. There's this little mushrooms and all kill things. <laughs> I think Lovejoy and Gildan, um, at your own pace, sort of make your way towards what is just this jumping, excited mass of Biko and, and Todd. Um, and, and when uh, you two approach, Todd sort of stands up, brushes himself off and says, um, I can't believe this three of you are. This is the most exciting. Oh, everyone is going to be so excited to see you. Welcome, welcome. Um, this, and he sort of gestures behind him to reveal the town behind him. He says, this is Caldera. Oh, you're going to love it here. Right. Brilliant. Well, that's, that's, that's just amazing. That is. All right. What did you say your name was? Sorry, I'm Lovejoy. Uh, Todd. Todd Farmhand. Todd Farmhand. That's very derivative, isn't it? Well, lovely to meet you, Tom. Todd, sorry. <laughs> uh, T-O-D, Todd. I get that all the time. I can't believe, I can't believe the first character of me. I'm immediately off the bat. It's in character, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, Todd. Or is it Tom? He's the guy with the thing. He's so good. This is uh, so nice. Um, this is such a nice, warm welcome. Biko, uh, uh, Lovejoy, and, and what was your name, sorry? Gildan. Gildan, Gildan. This is so exciting. Oh, that's so exciting. You, you probably, look, you're probably wanting to know why I'm so excited. Anytime anybody new comes into the village, we throw a celebration. So I, there hasn't been a celebration in uh, moons. I can't even, I couldn't tell you that it's been so long. Moons. Really? Are you somewhat off the beaten path, are you? We, we actually came here because we were 
we were lost in a cave, weren't we, lads? And uh, we crawled up out of that, and then we bumbled our way through the forest, and here we are. But we're looking to um, maybe stop off quickly, but then catch up with our merchant friends. You haven't seen them come through here, have you? No, no, just just you three. You you were lost, and then Aristel found you. It seems. Now we weren't. We once was lost, but now I'm found. Gildan will tell you all about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I, had, I, I met uh, Aristel. Uh, well, Aristel. Uh, people describe him as different things and feelings, but often everybody who's found themselves in Caldera has been guided in some way by Aristel. Oh. Right. Is there a sign? Is he around here? Is that... No, no, our deity, Aristel. He, uh, you were obviously oh. guided here in some way. You didn't just find yourself here in Caldera, oh. right? It was like a, right. a religious thing, is it? It's a guild in Christian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn. So it's really pouring down with rain where I am. <laughs> And quite, I heard that and in thunder. Caldera, yeah. By the way, in Caldera, beautiful sunny day. Um, so for podcast listeners, it might be a little confusion that you can hear rain and thunder. It's actually beautiful and sunny here in Caldera. Um, so sorry, did Gildan ask if it was like a, a religious thing? Is, is that right? Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Is that a, it's like a, a religious thing, I guess. Okay. Uh, yes, oh. yes. Um, I'm sure you will... You'll learn everything about Aristel while you're here. Okay, great. Uh, well, uh, g- come with me. Let me show you around. <laughs> and he's he's sort of spryly. He jumps up and sort of starts walking down towards um, the village. Uh, Tom, have we got a boozer here? T O D. Todd. Um, Todd. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Todd. Sorry. Something about it. Todd. Toddles. Uh, um, have we got a boozer in town? A boozer. Yes. Which, I'm not sure, sorry, I, we don't get many foreigners in here. Oh, a tavern. Tavern, right. Yes, yeah, uh, the broken wand would, uh, yes, we have one. Um, I can show you. The broken wand, well, I'm looking forward to getting into the broken wand a little bit later. Uh, it looks like you you've, much it looks like you've travelled quite far to, to be here, so I'm sure that would be a, a, a great place for you to rest. Um, and plus, um, Wilfred, I'm sure, will keep you entertained. Wilfred? Who's, who's Wilfred? Uh, the, the the barman and the owner of, of the broken wand. Right, brilliant. That sounds great. Thank you very much, Tom. Name dropping. <laughs> it's a does he dance? Does he da- Are fire? <laughs> oh, um, there's the amount of things Wilfred has done in his lifetime. He'll he'll tell you anything and everything. He's quite a storyteller. <laughs> I bet he is. He sounds like a great guy. We should check this out. The guy knows. It. Yeah. Uh, let me right. let me just move you guys onto a map as um, TOD takes you further down towards uh, the village centre. So you're coming in from sort of the north uh, eastern corner. I've put your tokens there, but that's we don't have to move those around specifically. Um, but this is this is Caldera. You can see the village in the centre surrounded. Uh, uh, sorry, the, the larger building in the centre surrounded by the trees. Um, there seems to be maybe two dozen homes um, around the small village. And you can see off to the side a, uh, a small river passing by uh, and what looks to be some sort of mill, uh, water-powered mill at, um, down on the river as well. Um, and he, mm. he takes you... Uh, there's no path. You're not on a path specifically as, as Todd leads you down towards um, the village. And you can see that most of the uh, 
paths around Caldera are just mud or dirt in grass. It's, they've been um, carved out via wagon wheel or underfoot. Um, but the, you can see from that higher vantage point that the area around that building in the middle seems to have specifically placed stonework uh, on the ground, almost like it's a, it's a nicer place to walk. There's a, bits of dirt sort of move in from the edges uh, of that stonework, but in general, it seems to be um, looked after that, around that larger building. Um, mm. As Todd takes you down into the um, village, you can see more people coming out of the um, of their homes and, and 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 waving out. And Todd says, "They are going to be so excited to see you." <sighs> it's Biko's waving. Hello, nice. Hi. All right. Um, How are we all Hi. doing? You can see there's there's like small families as well, uh, little kids that are there as well, just excitedly running around, waving. Some of them are just a bit distracted and almost don't even care. Um, but there's definitely a, a, a energy to this place um, that you're moving into now. I'm uh, feeling better by the moment. I think this is going to be a lovely little stopover. Um, yeah. Todd also notices, obviously, you've got some pretty nice gear on you. Um, and he, he mentions that uh, a guy by the name of Barris... Would absolutely, oh, Barris would absolutely love your gear. He's he's um he's our, our our blacksmith. He he's not really as needed much here, uh, just due to how quiet this place is. But he was a blacksmith before he came in. Before Aristotle blessed us with him and him with us. Uh, but I'm sure he'd love to check your gear out. What is he a bit of a collector? Is he? Uh, he he's a blacksmith. He 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 makes he makes gear, um, and he's. He's he wor- he's been working on some stuff lately, but it's all for show, unfortunately. <laughs> all for right. show? You don't uh, have... Well, no one here really knows how to, to use it. Um, we don't really get any right. things to use it against. Uh, so it's kind like of just for show. Joey pulls out his scimitar all of a sudden, like, Whoa! Oh, Todd is just like, eyes open, like, oh! <sighs> I'm only joking. Oi, oi, your face. Oi, did you go in? I had you going in right then, didn't I? Eh? Oh, not to worry, son. It was like he uh, had no idea of a possible threat. He's so innocent that he was just amazed at your speed and how shiny the scimitar was. He didn't feel threatened. He didn't even know really that a threat could have taken place. If you want to, you can roll to make it more scary if you want, if you want to add a bit more intimidation to it. But you you imagine this guy... you can imagine that he's never seen sort of maybe any confrontation before, um, probably ever. Right. Um, what do you I guys can't. do for uh, gambling around here? Uh, I don't think we've got anything set up. Uh, did you want to create some sort of uh, gambling g- group? I'll. Sounds a yeah. Can you teach me? Yes. Have you got you any can. money? Money. Yeah. I'll, a, yes, a little. Do I need Thank it? You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I love Joy, like elbows gilded in the in the ribs. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, maybe later. What, what can I show you? Obviously, like I said, we've got the broken wand. We've got um, uh, the, the the blacksmith. Uh, we've got the town master. Uh, we've got. Um, the the bakery we've got everything you could even Caldera has everything you could ever want. Have you got an antique shop? Uh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. 
All right. Well, it's been lovely meeting you. I will be heading straight off again. Um, Leave. I, I don't know about you. I, I think Lovejoy turns to Biko and Gildan at this point. And went, I don't know about you guys, but I am absolutely ravenous. As good as your mushrooms were, I would not mind a proper bloody nosh up. And then I lie down. I'm still feeling woozy from where I got it in the head. Um, well, I could take you to the broken wand. It is getting late. Maybe uh, Wilfred can help you out there. Let's go, guys. It works for me, great. old son. Okay, follow me. Um, and Todd takes you through town and brings you to one of the larger um, buildings within Caldea. Everything's relatively small in general, but there is a couple of larger buildings. Um, he takes you past... Uh, the blacksmith and general store, which seems to sort of be a side-by-side, like they're connected, which is, uh, if you can see me, just sort of northwest of the centre there. Um, And he takes you past Mm -hmm. there and through to this smaller building uh, further west. Um, And it's a a picture on the the outside of it of a, a broken wand, a snapped wand, right? And underneath written, the broken wand as if it wasn't clearly obvious from the from the sign. Um, Todd says, here we are, the broken wand. Um, I've got to go and, and, and um, tell Edric about your arrival so he knows what to prepare for the celebrations tonight. Um, well, who's tonight? Edric. Uh, Edric. Ed- Edric is the is town's master. Oh, right. And these celebrations tonight, are they, are they sort of mandatory? Or well, how we'll, long roughly would they be taking? We'll be having them... We'll be having them for sure. Uh, I mean, okay. is that is that okay? Is that okay? I mean, uh, if you guys are too tired, I, I can I'm possibly ask Edric if we can delay them till tomorrow night, and maybe tomorrow night's a better. No. How about tomorrow night is a better time for me to show you around, meet people, and, and then and then we can celebrate. Well, I'll leave that up to you, Tom. But uh, I do want to get inside and Tom, with the old whistle. Tom, to be honest. Okay. Well. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, well, uh, c- come on, come on through. Um, and he opens up the door, and within <clears throat> within uh, the broken wand, uh, there seems to be, you know, a few handful of people in there. Um, and behind uh, behind the counter is Wilfred. Um, Todd sort of introduces. Uh, they're almost like they're expecting you. The place, the broken wand is. Uh, spotless. It is super clean in this place, mm. and you can see that um, Wilfred standing behind the counter with a, uh, um, a towel towelette over his like shoulder uh, is currently wiping down a couple of glasses and preparing it all, making sure everything is just spick and span for you, as if he was hoping that the uh, the word of the new people into Caldera would stop here first, um, and he sort of throws out his hands. Uh, to the side, and I don't have a picture for him yet, guys, sorry, uh, says, Welcome! Welcome to the Broken Wand! It is great to see you here today. Todd, thank you. Thank you for bringing him here straight away. Come on in, come on in! And, and sort of beckons you in. Well, thank you very much. This is looks like my, my kind of boozer, boys. Because going to run up to the clean. counter and be like, Where does sunlight come from? What? <laughs> That's Todd a good said question. you know everything. Where's it come from? It's heaps of it. <laughs> I wondered for so long. Well, I'm sure Aristel is the uh, governing body behind everything uh, natural whoa, whoa, whoa. and unnatural around. P-Law knows all about that. I'll tell you about that, um, about the light. That, I mean, that's the one thing he does go on about. 
<laughs> the only thing goes on about. Oh, we've all got a pylor on our life, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> goes on and on. Oh, oh I thought you meant I literally have pylor. Um, that uh, reminds me, um, you might like uh, some of these, and I produced a couple of uh, pamphlets and I hand them out uh, just uh, to, to let you know all what's, about pylor. And what's on the pamphlet? So he's, he's uh, it's a, picks it up it's, and what have sure. we got here? It's a, have you heard the good news about P-Law? Have you heard the good news and, about P-Law? And uh, how we can change a life and um, bring light into it and, uh, and to get in contact with your local um, P-Law church, which is, I'm the representative in this area. So um, he, he sort of slams it face down onto the counter and he looks at you, Gildan, and says, you can't bring this. Stuff. I understand this has been a long journey for you, and I understand that Aristel has guided you to Caldera today, but this kind of paraphernalia, this propaganda... Uh, what was your name, sir? Gildan. Gildan. Glowbone. What? Glowbone. Oh, okay. Gildan, this kind of... <laughs> this kind of paraphernalia, you can't... You can't be showing this around. I Look, I get where you came from. I used to be... I used to be a man of... Uh, other gods before I settled here in Caldera, but let me tell you, by the mm-hmm. this Pilor, he's not as powerful as you may believe in Aristal. He will show you that. But you've all come to the Broken One not to discuss religious beliefs. You've Old come here for a drink, and uh, we have. Everybody gets a celebratory drink on their first day in Caldera. Uh, we don't have too much on offer, but what we do have oh. is loved by all here. Try Caldera's very own. And he turns around and starts pouring um, this ale out of these giant barrels behind. And brings three... Don't make that sound. Three pints. <laughs> I like it. Okay. He brings three pints of um, Caldera's ale uh, onto the counter in front of each of you. Ooh, Go on, give it a try. Absolutely murder one of these. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it sound like really thick, thick and viscous ale. Can I, can I, can I get a uh, a constitution, a constitution saving throw from each of you, like please? Oh, after that, after hearing this. <laughs> Just, whether or not you throw up after hearing how lovejoy you... Again, I just want to say it's very obvious why you lot were thrown out of the merchant party. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. uh, Picaros, oh, 8 plus 2 for 10. Uh, I have 10. Okay. We don't have very, we don't have very big throws here, but that's four okay. 4 plus 2. So we've got a uh, total of 10 for Biko, total of 4 for Lovejoy, a total of 6 for Gildan. None of you really like this beer at all. Um, you, you, you drink it back because of, you know, it was it was on the house. But uh, maybe, maybe he, Wilfred instantly sees you not enjoying the drink. Um, By Pilar's hat. Uh, and, <laughs> and says, look, it's, a, it's an acquired taste. I know you will, you'll grow to love it, I'm sure. Best drink I've had in at least a few hours. Thanks, thanks. Well, look, I, I, I appreciate the freebie there. What did you say your name was? Eldrick? Uh, Wilfred. Wilfred. Wilfred, yes. Right, Wilfred. I, I appreciate the freebie, mate, but have you got anything a bit um, less like um, toenail clippings? <laughs> we don't get too much uh, 
from the outside world here. And what was what was your name? Sorry, we've got Globone. I am Lovejoy, my friend. Pleased Lovejoy. to meet you. It's a very, it's a pleasure to meet you too. Unfortunately, this is all we have, and I just uh, it's made from our local uh, wheat and, and grains, and it's it, like I get it. It's an acquired taste, but maybe maybe if uh, if you order some more of this, I could add some of our honey to it and sweeten it off for you. What's wrong with your wheat? <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Nothing's wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean, what's wrong with our wheat? <laughs> making well, an enemy of this guy. <laughs> guys, no, 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 no. You're just making it. You said it's an acquired taste. and it's, Well, uh, look it's, at it's the faces not, you guys have. It's clearly something that uh, not partial to the drink. You said that you don't get many outside. Anything. So I was just wondering. Many outside anything. We're going to try and keep this place uh, tucked away. Mm. Sacred. Oh. We only let those that I almost said Pilor, uh, Aristel guide. <laughs> well, <laughs> tapping the uh, brochure there to win its work. He's, he no. just pushes it away from him. No, nothing, none of this. None of this. Mm. <laughs> Guys, it's like when you eat those black mushrooms that aren't very good, but if you eat enough of them, then they taste all right. Let's just give it a try. Hmm. Maybe I'll dip I, some funsies in it. It was, yeah, not the best. Um, have you got any meat? Yes, I, we we do serve food here. If that's yes, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we do. Yeah, I'm looking for a, a lovely joint of roasted beast of some sort. Well, yes, I'm sure we could figure something out. Is uh, um, it, it a menu that I can look at or peruse? Yeah, he points to like this this uh, board that just like has like scrawled into it like three items, um, and it's just like yeah. number one is like bread. Just it's Caldera's loaf. It's called Caldera's loaf at the top. Uh, the second one. Did you have a loaf for me? <laughs> yeah. The second one uh, it just says meat of the day, uh, and then the third one underneath that is local veg, and those are kind of the three. Here's the menu. Right. I will go for the. Um, I'll go for the meat of the day. Thank you, my friend. All right, meat of the day, and the rest of you. Because I'm not going to look at um, the menu. And be like, hmm. meat of the day. Sounds good. Oh, I'm Biko, by the way. Thank This place is great. Nice to meet you. Globo. Uh, I'll, I'll take whatever you recommend. Uh, you meat know. of the day it is. Yeah. Three meats of the day. Meat of the day. All right, that'll be What over. is the meat of the day? I'll find out for you. Uh, it's uh, whatever we get our hands <laughs> on, basically. And so I'll check and see what's coming. Oh, and he, well, he no one else has ordered meat of the day today. <laughs> not, yet, not yet. So it seems. It seems every, everyone's going for bread today. It's strange. He gestures over to the one of the empty tables uh, in the in the broken wand, and everyone else has just sort of been sitting and watching. Like the, it's been quite silent. Um, and as you venture over to the table, everyone turns back to themselves and gets back into the conversations that they were having, um, leaving you. And uh, at this table within the broken wand. Okay, so you're back. You guys are in the broken wand. You're seated at the table. Um, you're hearing a few of the conversations taking place around you, um, and you're waiting for the serving of three servings of meat of the day. Um, and what shows up is actually pretty pretty decent. Um, there's like it's steaming hot. There's gr- <laughs> sorry, we're not talking about Adam's cat. Sorry. <laughs> 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 the meat of the day platter is steaming hot. There's a decent serving on each of the plates. There is a, a rich gravy on top. Um, and <laughs> it's an absolute pulse of meat. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah. a, a really nice side serving of like boiled vegetables on the side uh, as well. Mm, boiled vegetables. Boiled, heavily boiled vegetables uh, on the side. Um, Just holding this shape. In the 1980s when your parents would like, boil <laughs> yeah. them until they hit all the Yeah, exactly right. Some carrots that are glassy. <laughs> yeah, and he's um and he's brought uh just a little a small um a little a little dish of uh like herbs that you could put on top to your own liking basically some oh. little sprigs of rosemary and stuff and he says meat of the Garnish. meat of the day is lamb and as he puts the the three plates down onto the table uh, that'll be as um three gold pieces uh total for that if um, wall. Biko's going to reach for his pouch and be like, oh, Gildan? Oh, one a, it's one a piece, not three each or anything. Just one a, one a piece. Guys, the uh, little... Gildan, surely, guys surely this one's on you. What? What do you mean? Why would it be yeah. on me? Do you mind, Gildan? Well, because you've recently... Yeah, do you mind? Because, you know, because of the... <laughs> You're supposed to be paying me, remember? 15%. Look, um, do we have to it's pay up front? Or... I'm gonna look, no, I'll be over... I'm going to look at Wilfred. I'll be over at the bar. Just pay before uh, you leave, and that's that's absolutely fine. Mm. Guys, I think I left my knife in that cave too. <laughs> Shit. Oh, that's Should we no go good. back? Anyway, let's tuck in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, eat, eat first, right. and then we'll figure it out. I like yeah, it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Figure yep. it out. You guys pay. Gilda pays. Love to What do you think? Gilda pays? Gilded pace, 100%. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this doesn't belong to me. This money. belongs to the church, okay? So the church doesn't pay for you. Oh, you weren't saying much. that when you were half inching it from the church, were you? We have to pay it back now. If only, <laughs> if only you'd adopted that attitude earlier in your life. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Biko's going to find it awkward and just keep eating. <laughs> Some of the sounds that you're hearing uh, from within the tavern, you can see Wilfred now sort of leaning up against a, a bar, talking one of, with one of the locals, and he's telling this big tall tale of how he was out hunting and they should have seen the size of the thing that he was hunting it was enormous um but would you believe it something scared it away just at that moment that he could have taken that final shot on it and uh look he's going to go out again in the next few days to see if he can find it again and the person listening to the story is just like all ears is absolutely taken in by the, um wilfred's uh story other sort of conversation Oh, sorry, Adam? No? Okay. Uh, other sort of things that have been picked up around the um, tavern, as you can hear, some people, some two old blokes talking about um, which part of the river is best for fishing, and there seems to be a bit of a back and forth, a bit of an argument over uh, the quality of the fish. At, um, one of them say, look, you, the quality of the fish where I get them is the best that you'll ever get, and then the other guy's laughing and saying, oh, Will, not even Wilfred would serve your fish uh, on the best of days at that spot. You want to come down to where I get my fish. And it's this back and forth argument between these these old guys. Um, there's uh, another table, a, a, um, a couple of, like a small family is there and you can see the, the mother and the father of these two uh, smaller kids uh, co- having a conversation. You can hear um, the mother sort of saying that he, she thinks there's something up between Barris and, and Zane. There's something there. I've seen the looks. I've seen the and the husband's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You, you, this is insane. There's not, I don't know what, what kind of thing do you think is between? It's insane. It, it, uh, uh, that that's the yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, so there's a lot of conversations uh, happening around. There's uh, people coming and going throughout the, the time that you're spending um, eating at the table. Um, what What is it that you guys would like to do with the rest of the day? Did you want, did you like this idea of, that Todd threw out of these celebrations? So the other thing that you are hearing is, is people are getting excited for these celebrations. It's not every day that new people come into Caldera. Um and you do you have been getting quite a lot of looks, but no one's really approached you to talk to you uh, yet. There's like they're just a little unsure. Um, what is your what are the what is the energy of your characters in regards to like celebration? Uh, let's start with Biko. Um, Biko's pretty pumped to be in a new place, and he's looking forward in the following days to look at all the stuff. Uh, in his mind, he's quite happy to do the. The celebrations of whatever that is that's going to be awesome mm. uh, but he's a little bit worried that he's got no cash what, so, what, what um, happened what, with what happened with biko's cash he he lost his pouch in to the little guys in the in the forest of the first part of episode one oh i thought which he's I, only sort of just realized right right i thought he got yeah. his back i thought he, he, he was got last always back no 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 when when the first rock guys were attack uh trying to grab them you were faster than the rock guys and you managed to stop them from grabbing your pouch, which is why they went then went for Lovejoy. So I think Biko still has his pouch on him. He should do anyway. Right. Let's t- let's take it from the top. Let's take it from the top. <laughs> let's go back. To- only one way to- so you've <laughs> just woken. You've just woken up. It's all new playthrough. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, Biko realized he just ate a bit too much funsies today, and his pouch was in the other pocket. He doesn't organize. Uh, oh this yeah. Very well. Um, and oh, your shout. Yeah. He sees his mates enjoying his meal, and he's like, clink, 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 and drops three coins. Um, oh. And he's just ready for the celebrations now. He's like, yeah, yeah. All right. How's, how's um, Gildan feeling about uh, the celebrations Todd mentioned? I'm very impressed by this uh, show of generosity, and I'm sure there'd be much more to come. So thank you, Biko. I'm happy to... Um, Go with go along with whatever's happening in the in the town. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and Lovejoy. Lovejoy <laughs> seems good. a little tired from the day. Yeah, I think because I got hit by a rock and almost killed. Um, <laughs> Small it, thing. It's just that I don't quite feel like going out tonight. Yeah. Um, so I think he's he's up for a celebration at a maybe a little bit later once he's had a, a long rest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's. I think that's fair. Um, I think throughout the uh, the next sort of hour or so of you see, seated at the Broken Wand, uh, eating and conversing, um, maybe a few people would have approached your table and they just asked some questions um, about you three and asked about some of your backstory. Uh, are you open with sharing any of your information with the people that are um, almost enamored, excited? There's, a, there's an excitement to have you here. Um, Biko, what sort of stuff would you be telling um, maybe two or three people over this hour that might approach you? Yeah, yeah, Biko's very trusting and would quite happily tell anyone anything about himself and ask some sort of curious questions of them as well. So he would mention of his pre-physician status and his mushroom collection abilities, and he Mm -hmm. might inquire to see if there's any work in the town for mushroom collection or distribution or filleting needs yeah yeah there's there's um, like one of the people that you speak to you talk, have spoken to this about uh to one of them and they get very excited and um they're like 
how long are you going to be here? I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. And they, they run off and they come back with this uh, sort of younger guy, maybe early 20s. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a forager for the for the town. And he sort of has this conversation with you and he sort of picks your brain about the different mushrooms you've come across and other harvestables that you might find. So he seems to be quite um, uh, broad with what he forages. Um and so while he's interested to talk a little bit about mushroom, he wants to start talking about a bunch of other things as well. Uh, does Biko kind of hone in on mushrooms or does he continue that just that broader conversation? Um, mushrooms definitely are where his interests lie, but mm. he's interested to see what other stuff is in this new place and is quite happy to spend some time listening to the locals and hearing about how different things happen there. He'd throw a few shallow questions of, you know, tell me more about X or Y. Mm. Um, but oh, that does remind me of that speckled mushroom and every now and then pull it back cool, to cool. mushrooms. Uh, Gildan, what sort of stuff would you be speaking to uh, people who are coming and asking about you? And oh, you know, I'm quite open. I'd, I'd be um, handing out uh, brochures about P-Law. Okay. And I'll be uh, mentioning about how, uh, how great he is. Um, how handy he is, and uh, I'll be passing around an alms box okay. and, and saying potentially, you know, anything you can give will go straight to the church. And, mm. um, yeah, and basically... What, what, what I might do is I'll get a couple of rolls. Uh, Biko, can I just get a nature roll from you, just uh, in regards to the quality of conversation you're having with this this group? Oh, this 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 one forager. Oh, mate. Oh, Rolls Nat 20. Nat 20. That, is, that is an amazing conversation. You are um, in Ooh. tune with this guy. Uh, the back and forth is amazing. You're interested in everything he's saying. He's interested in everything you're saying. This conversation couldn't be more interesting to both of you. It's like you've, it's like you've met like a new best friend, basically. BFFs. Um, uh, Gildan, can I get a religion roll? I'm not very good at that. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's... That's interesting. <laughs> I got a minus one. <laughs> so five minus one. Okay. okay. You, uh, um, all of these conversations that you're having with people, the moment you start talking about P-Law, um, yeah. you just get over, uh, you get spoken over, and you're, you're, um, no one really hears you mentioning much about P-Law mm-hmm. or this box because they're more interested in telling you about Aristotle. And um, they say, look, you, you've got to come down to the Church of Aristotle. You've got to mm-hmm. see for yourself. We can show you directly the power of Aristotle. It's, they're they're oh. like, they're really wanting to take you along, like, right now. Um, okay, well, I'm not really into religion that much, but <laughs> I suppose I could have a look. Yeah. Um, and Lovejoy, what sort of stuff would you be speaking to people who approach you? Um, I think probably happy to share, you know, my background and antique dealing and that kind of thing. But obviously nothing about, you know, oh, I'm on the run or, you yeah. know, I'm the tenth son of a nobleman or anything like that. But I think I'd be making myself seem like a bit more of a, a knowledge base than I actually am in saying things like, you know, if you've got anything that you want me to appraise, you just drop it by, I'll give you my expertise for no cost. I could even on-sell it for you, make a few bob on the side. That's something sort of hustling to try and get some artifacts or antiques. Yeah, you've got one one guy that is just like, 
no, hears you talking about appraising and he walks over and he's like, how much is this then? And he throws this like little locket down on the table. How much is, how much do you think that is? And then when you tell him what the price of that is, he's, he fishes around in his pocket and he goes, well, listen, it's like this old coin, this 30 year old coin. What about that? Throws that down. It's like just a copper piece and everything that you appraise, he's just keeps like finding something else, but he's very entertained by it, but it's almost, it's almost comes off kind of rude. Um, can I get, uh, you can decide it'll be a charisma role, but you can, it can either be, uh, uh, either a deception if you're trying to bullshit him, it can be intimidation if you're kind of like sick of his of what he's doing, or you can do a performance role and sort of um, have like a bit of performance and show to what you're doing to the appraisal. I think I think there'll be a lot of like steadying the glasses and like you know rub bits of kind of wear and that sort of stuff away to see makers marks and that kind of thing. So I think it will be performance. Okay, give us a uh, performance role. Uh, it's a total of four. It's a is that another net one? <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's a net one. There's <laughs> two net ones in a row. Um, you're you're doing what you think is like the perfect uh, appraisal, right? You're thinking, oh, you know, I'll I'll sell this guy on like how amazing what he's got is. Almost kind of like add a bit of flourish to it, and he's he's just not impressed. He, he, after maybe three or four things that he's plopped down on the table in front of you, you've given him a price, he's put it back on his pocket, in his, into his pocket, and he's just um, <clears throat> walked out of the of the broker one, sort of muttering, oh, anyone can do that, I could have told you that was that much, but anyway, as he just mumbles and sort of exits the, uh, uh, the broker and, one. And he was right to do it, which is what hurts the most. <laughs> Well, what does he know, Lovejoy? I've seen your skills. Like you're telling me about. My well, thank you, <coughs> thank you, Gildan. A wee bit under the weather, as you know. Got the old head. It's still it's smarting. It's, it looks lumpy. Can we look at it? I, I could no, totally well, give it a gravy. Rub your mushroom on it. I don't need all anyone rub, rubbing their. I don't need anyone rubbing their mushroom. Well. Thanks. <laughs> So, are you keen for um, celebrations, guys, or a nap? I'm happy to go, but I am a bit creaky. So, hmm. what do you guys reckon? You guys look <laughs> a bit more bloody than me. <laughs> I definitely need to lie down, I think. Do you want to go look at this um, Aristel thing? I've been invited. We'll come for a walk. Yeah. Okay. Just a, a I evening I stroll? Have a wee look. Yeah. I could have a, an evening stroll before I turn in for the night. Okay. okay. All right, so the, the, the two that were sort of talking to you about um, sort of religion and Aristotle, and you tried to talk to them a little bit about P-Law, but it just went straight back to Aristotle. They, were, they noticed that you sort of finished off the meal, and they're back at your table now. And they're like, you ready? Are you ready? For, should we? Can we, take you to, can we take you to the church? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, great. They're oh. both really excited. All right, you guys, this is going to change the way you think. This is um, amazing. Do you guys know magic? You look like you might know some magic. Do you guys know magic? Not really. I know it. I know a wee bit. Okay. Okay. That's great. Um, not many. Have a, have a look at this. And then I'm going to. Oh, and I've not really not got any bullshit ones. I'm going to just use it. Up. So <laughs> have, a, have a look at this. And then I don't do anything. <laughs> just put them in there. You know something. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Have a look. Have a look at this. And I pick up my. Is there. What's my plate made out of? Ceramic or something like that? Uh, the plate yeah, that my meat was sure, on. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I will look at this and I pick the plate up and I just drop it on the floor. I smash it and I would imagine everyone kind of turns to look and then I yeah, just like everyone in the mending. Everyone in the broken ones, like you know, when like um, one person's like, yeah, like when like a barman drops something, (laughs) but they will turn around to see this plate shattered on the ground. I cast mending on the plate. Everyone is like um, a little shocked. They um, they're not impressed. They're shocked. They're like, um, can you not just? And Wilfred sort of comes out and he sees that you know there's a little bit of gravy left on the ground next to where the plate was broken. Um, and Wilfred seriously just says, I won't have any of that magic Oh no, in my establishment. But this bloke over here just, he asked me to do it. Did he ask you to <laughs> do it? Or did he, uh, and he's, and he just turns to the, to the he, he like turns to the, um, the younger guy and they go, I didn't ask him to do it. I just asked if he could do that. I was going to take him to the church. Uh, and Wilfred turns to you three at the table and says, look, you guys are new here. I get it. We don't take... Too kindly to magic here in Caldera, okay? You won't, you won't see no. people using magic here in Caldera unless maybe for the purposes of defense or or healing. Oh, yeah, oh. that's what I was doing. Wilfred, I was healing the plate, mate. You, surely you don't want your plate busted up, do you? I was just putting it back together, son. Um, and he picks the plate up off the ground and sort of like gets his uh, cloth off from over his shoulder and gives it a wipe down. He holds it up and inspects it. He's like, I just don't want to see this in my establishment ever again, all right? Okay? Have we got an agreement? All right. All right. Jeez. And it's like all of the patrons are a little more quiet and they're, um, there's sort of like an awkward moment where they're like understanding sort of the severity to them of, of what happened. And they're like, should we, should we go to the church? It, it, it'll all make sense um, if we can show yeah, you the church. Kind of, it's a bit awkward. Take you yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The matriarch. Sorry, guys. The, Sorry. The matriarch will explain everything. Sorry. You know, I imagine there's this kind of like awkward thing as we all shuffle towards the door. This kind of you can hear like every footstep. <laughs> yeah. And the minute the door's closed, that like hum of conversation starts. <laughs> Just up kicks you. back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you got told off, Love Joy. Oh, Wilfred <sighs> told you off big time. Uh, How yeah. much was that plate worth? I'm so sorry. I I didn't think you were just. Um, I did. I thought you might be magic. I didn't think you'd actually do the magic. If you're going to be doing that, try and try and just keep it to yourself. But it will. I swear, it'll all make sense soon as they uh, start walking towards uh, the center of Caldera. And as you follow these two, um, these two twenty-something-year-old just humans, they're just a couple of guys. They're quite passive. They're quite meek. Um, they're sort of walking along the path towards and you get to a sort of an edge that drops down and it's almost like this perfect circle that has been lowered down into the center of caldera um, that you can look down into and it's maybe a, a 10 to 15 foot drop down to where this building is um, and they just stand there at the edge oh, isn't, isn't it amazing and you're taking it in this 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 church is much bigger than this building is much bigger than most of the other homes uh in or buildings in the city um there's just lush green vegetation surrounding it it's it's like it's been left where other trees have been cut down and used in other parts of the village this ring of trees has been left completely and then just beautiful paved stonework as a path to make your way around that area um let's uh, let's go. 
and they take you down the hill, down the slope into this um, lowered clearing and around the trees. And the trees just have beautiful song of birds and insects coming out from it. Uh, and you can hear the hum of the village around you as well. And they take you to the entranceway um, to this church. The church uh, looks to be in really, really good condition. Most of the buildings here in Caldera look like they've been looked after quite well. Um, but it's clear that the, the church has been um, venerated, really brought up and into a point where it needs to be looked after. Looked after as clean as it is on the outside. You can only imagine it has been this way because of the love that they, the people of Caldera have for the, the very reason of this church. Um, you might want to take it's quite nice. You might want to take a big breath because what you're about to see is very special. Is it smelly in there? Or? Oh no, no! The matriarch would never let it be smelly. Uh, they okay. take it. They take what you said incredibly seriously. Right. Yes. And they no. grab onto the door handle and push open the door to the church. Um, so, th- the what you see when that door opens is there's rows of seats, uh, pews sort of um, each side of the aisle leading to the back of the church. At the very back of the church is a um, a uh, an older lady. She looks to be maybe in her 60s, gray hair. Um, and in next, she's standing next to uh, this stone carving. It's really, it's hard to um, detail. It's, it's almost like a perfect cylinder has been chiseled out of stone as if to to hold something within it. Um, but there's nothing within it. It's just a, a weird cylinder. It's lower at the front than it is at the back. It kind of angles up, and it's a, a cylinder, an empty cylinder. Was like a tube? Yeah, like a tube. It's maybe only two foot tall at, its, at the front, and it raises up to maybe six feet at the back, and it's just an empty cylindrical tube. And after what they said, the importance of what was in this church you just kind of it doesn't really seem like much now that you're you're looking at it and they go isn't it amazing isn't isn't aristal amazing so this is quite a nice pipe oh oh of, uh, and they're just like oh oh of course Can't, look the matriarch will explain all of it and you step uh mm-hmm. into the church and um the lady at the far end of the church sort of speaks up uh, here we go. Welcome, welcome to the Church of Aristal. I'm glad you've uh, chosen for this to be one of your first destinations here in Caldera. Yep. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. I am Pleased to meet you. Lovejoy Solomus is my name. Uh, I am Matriarch Daria. Nice to make your acquaintance, Lovejoy. Daria. Daria. That's a lovely name, that is. I had a niece called Daria. I bet she was a wonderful young thing. Biko. Okay. Biko, hi. Nice to, nice to make your acquaintance. Um, and you? He points, she uh, looks towards Gildan. Yes, yeah, so I'm, hello. I'm Gildan Glowbone. Uh, pleased to meet you. Nice church you got here. It's pretty good. It's, it's, um, it's pride and joy of Caldera. That's, that's for certain. You're probably very well looked after. It, it is. We make sure uh, the church is, is cleaned uh, every few days to bring it up to Aristotle's quality, the, the quality that he desires. Oh, how many... Um, I mean, there's some incredible artefacts oh. around here, isn't there? Yeah. 
Sorry. What sort of stuff? No. What sort of stuff are you looking for? So you're sort of taking a quick look around and seeing what is a, is there. Is that what you're saying? Some pipes. Yeah, we you've been in churches. Mm-hmm. Even, I what, what, yeah, yeah, even. <laughs> Not often, that's for sure. Uh, is there anything you're specifically like looking for? No, no just no, the typical adornments. Like all the, yeah, like you know, like little ornaments or um, figurines or anything, tapestries. Uh, yeah, everything. You tapestry. Everything, everything uh, that is brass is like polished to perfection. Um, the 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 floor looks to have been like recently swept, and it's all stonework underneath your feet. Everything is is great. It's just spick and span for sure. Um, I'm trying to get. Um, you can totally do surgery in here, guys. Look how clean this place is. I know it's like they sweep it every few days. So just work. like a surgery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, like a blood let in here. Got that little, that little bleeding bit. We could totally fix it up for you. Yeah. I think. I think. Honestly, I think it's just going to heal itself. Really, I don't think I need any assistance. It, does, on it. it looks like it's scabbing up. Matriarch, what do you think of this? Should we just give it the old snippy snippy and then put that little paste on it? I'm not not within these walls. If that's okay, uh, Beacon. But I. I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> um, Do you have a medical, like, patchy-patchy bandage house? We we absolutely do. I'm sure we can take you there at some point. Do you have an interest in the... I'm fine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, let's let's talk. Uh, uh, you're all no, probably no. very confused as to what Caldera stands for, why we're here, and why the importance of this building, I'm sure. It is always a... A talking point for those who are new to Caldera. It's a good spot, right it's, in the middle. It is the only spot this church could have been placed, which makes it incredible. Why is that? It's a planning zoning sort of thing, was it? Um, and she, Must be the mayor. She gestures over to the, the cylinder at the back of the church um, and the fact that it seems to be hugging nothing. Um, she says it's because of that. The church had to be... In this exact place, to house... The plumbing, of course, yeah. Drainage. Aristel's void. What? And she stands with her hands on the her void. head, looking at the, um, the cylinder and its emptiness. Uh, and she says, Aristel's void. What you're looking at there is Aristel's void. Have you heard the tale of Aristel before? No, tell, tell me the tale. No, I, I feel Did like we're about to, though. <laughs> oh, only... Only if you'd like to hear it. It's a. It is a great story. It starts many hundred years ago. This, but I'll. Mate, I'll keep it, I'll keep I don't it short. mean to be. I don't mean to be rude. You're not going to be asking for a donation at the end of this, are you? Because I've had enough of that from this guy over the years. No, no, no. We don't need. Uh, we don't need any sort of donations, Lovejoy. What? You hear that, Gildan? You what, hear what, that, uh, Gildan? Hold on. How many people do you get in? Do you have a service every week or so? People come daily for services here. Daily? And what is it? How many patrons you got? We have just Aristotle. That is all we need. No, I'm well, so How many uh, people... Uh, oh, who, who, how, many they how many followers? How many followers? How many worshippers? Yeah, yeah, how many people showing up a day? Oh, we'll, we'll often get maybe 70% of the populace through here every day, uh, on and off throughout the, throughout the day to, wow. to give their... That's- Warm. What a money maker. We got fifteen percent. Oh, no, there's no no money to be made here. Aristotle, that is not what Aristotle would want. 
Okay, so there's quite a bit up for grabs. Do you know the easiest thing for me to do right now is to show you Aristotle in all of his glory. There's. Well, I'd love to see him. uh, Do any of you know magic? Do I know magic? Oh, and then he's like, like, Lovejoy looks like quite like into it and then remembers what happened. Lovejoy, smash smash that. (laughs) Point it. The um, the two that brought you into the church, they're like, no, it's okay. If you've got something, you can you can do it in this you can do it in this church. Some sort of some sort of projectile or something something that you can aim towards uh, Aristotle's pillar, his void. Oh, I don't think you want me unleashing that in here, do you? I, I know a spell called Ray of Frost. Are you familiar with Ray of Frost? I've I've heard of it, and I'm sure it is nothing for the power of Aristotle. Please. And she stands back and gestures towards the, the cylinder. And what you can see now, at its highest edge, there's a, there's a, a, a symbol made of, um, sort of inwards, three inwards-facing chevrons, almost like a, a target, almost pointing as a, as a target on the far wall of this um, cylinder. And it seems to mirror the same sort of symbol that she's wearing around her neck, just a small... On a small golden chain, she wears the similar three inward-facing chevrons. And she says, please, by all means, ray of frost. All right. Don't say I didn't warn you. Everybody loves ray of frost. (laughs) Nico's just going to step away from Lovejoy a bit. Yeah, the the two people... The one. The two people that brought... The two people that brought... um, (laughs) The two people that brought you in also sort of take a step back as well because they're, you can see that just the, the idea of magic is, is frightening to them. Three <laughs> mat ones in a row. Let's, let you, I'll let you roll with advantage because you are quite close uh, to this cylinder. Yeah. It's not dodging yeah, or anything, is it? I'm quite close. It's, yeah. Static object. And it's a, a static object. <laughs> it's not moving. Okay. 11, 11 plus five for sixteen. Okay, I was gonna. Le- I w- it was gonna hit somewhere within that cylinder, but with a roll of sixteen, that'll hit square. You've aimed square for that uh, target. What seems like a target Don't on the opposing wall. Um, right. Do you want to explain what Ray of Frost looks like when you cast it? Absolutely, I do. A frigid beam of blue white light streaks out uh, toward my target. Okay. It enters where that cylinder starts, like the front end of the cylinder, and it instantly it just Aristotle's <laughs> and void. it instantly just implodes down into nothing within the void, just completely gone. It doesn't reach the far end of the cylinder, um, and Daria is just standing there with a, a smirk on her face. She says, "Praise be Aristotle. There is no magic that Aristotle." Can't devour. It's never done that before. Bit of a fizzler. Honestly, can I can I try again? Uh, please. And, if, and if you've got something, roll, but love joy. If, if you've got something more powerful, by all means. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't have anything more powerful. Um, yeah, I just shoot another ray of frost into the same the uh, same place, and the same thing happens yet again. Can I get um, a perception roll from from everybody uh, from the three of you? I'm assuming you're all watching this take place mm-hmm. 12 plus 3 mm-hmm. 15 fucking hell you're <laughs> joking another one 
Nice. Four out of five. Um, Biko rolls 16 plus three for 19. Okay, Biko... Uh, I'll say you you noticed this. I'm just going to take whoever had the highest roll there. But Biko, you noticed that there's something odd, just almost imperceptible when uh, the ray of frost uh, hit. It's not the fact that um, it imploded into nothingness. That's weird enough as it is. But you thought you noticed something when it entered in that you can't really put your finger on. Something has seemed a little off. 